In order to fix a very bad defense, you need very good players. And NFL coaches and executives from around the league agree the Chargers have four defenders who are top 10 at their position, yet somehow some still aren't sold on Derwin James. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons now, but we're under our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. And as always, to make sure you don't miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And of course, if there is some Derwin James slander out there, we are going to find it. But I'm glad that we have the list of the top 10 players at each position on the defensive side from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. And the Chargers are very well represented. I mean, Derwin James coming in at fourth, we'll talk about, but Someone didn't have him in the top 10 safeties of the NFL. That's crazy. We have to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about the Chargers officially having a top 10 duo of edge rushers. Both Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa make the list very well-deserved. Khalil Mack, though, kind of getting towards the bottom, has something to prove definitely this year. And then J.C. Jackson, what it's going to be like to have a top five corner in the league, and nobody's trying to discount that man at all. But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And David, maybe we should be excited that Derwin James comes in at number four on the list of the top safeties in the NFL. And I don't have a problem with number four. But as part of this list by Jeremy Fowler, it also tells you who the lowest person had them ranked or where they were ranked the lowest. And the lowest was outside of the top 10, which is just egregious. <laughs> It's blasphemous is what it is. It's completely and totally and utterly wrong. There is no way that you could watch football last year, watch the Chargers, and watch Derwin James and watch how he performed week in and week out and tell me you're not watching one of the best top 10 safeties in the NFL. I'm sorry. I don't understand what you're looking at. I don't know who you were listening to, but I do know that all of those people and all of those things are completely wrong. Yeah, I mean, and obviously it's a list, right? But, like, if he had come off an injured season, maybe, you know, just like, hey, I'm going to give the credit to the dudes who were there. Can't say that. He played 15 games last season and yeah. obviously played 15 games coming back from the injuries that he did have missing those 27 games Serious ones. over yeah. two seasons, which I understand. You know, if he's going to get knocked on this list because of those injuries, I get it. But don't do it off of him coming off of the season that he had because yeah. he – just was clearly one of the best players in the NFL, should have been a second-team All-Pro in my mind, and has everything in line for him to go do that this year. But obviously, yes, I mean, you have to take into what the injuries have done, right? And I think the nice thing about it is at least so far we haven't seen those injuries take away from how good Derwin James is. It's always going to be part of the story. But the NFL does get some credit, though, because the highest ranking he was at was two. That's obviously, you know, very fair, and I think that's about right because there's some really good safeties in the league. I mean, he's only behind Justin Simmons, Mika, Justin Simmons, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Kevin Byard. Those are all, you know, elite names at the position. Guys that were all pros. Yeah. Sure. I mean, four seems about right, David. Yeah. I mean, it, 
the crazy thing with him though is like he's at four and you're not hoping he just stays there right you feel like he's just one healthy season away from being top one or top two in the entire league that's exactly right honestly to me it's like my first reaction is like four okay i, I like that but it's like i know derwin it's james fair. It's is fair, capable right? of being better than that and i think a a large part of this offseason and what the chargers did was allowing Derwin James to be the best version of himself, to be able to move around and not have to kind of pigeonhole him and make him play one specific position, right? Because Derwin James is the type of player that does multiple things well and can help your defense in many different ways. And, you know, the Chargers have to have the right personnel, the right players in place on defense to allow him to move around and be that special type of positionless player that Derwin James is. Yeah, and I mean, you can kind of hear the reverence in some of the the way people were talking about him. And basically what this list is, is executives pulled throughout the league. They surveyed more than 50 league executives, coaches, scouts, and players to help them stack up the top 10 players of each position. So you're getting some from their peers, you're getting some from the fellow coaches, and you're seeing that obviously around the league, everyone knows who Derwin James is. Everyone is showing a crazy amount of respect and giving him, you know, the top three votes to get him to fourth place or whatever he needed to get there. And what they're saying is basically what we're all saying and what we know, right? He has the physical capability to be a dominating presence in the middle of the field that can be that, you know, physical player who's going to make you not want to run across the middle while also being able to cover just about anybody, pretty much any tight end you could put against him. He's going to have a good shot. at. Yeah, I mean, are Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey going to beat him one-on-one? Sure. But he's also going to beat Darren Waller one on one and get. Yeah, but even look at the car. difference too. When Derwin James is covering those players, and when other players are covering those players, there's a very distinct <laughs> and noticeable difference. Just look at that KC game where Derwin James was covering Travis Kelsey, and then Derwin James goes out with an injury, and then Travis Kelsey goes absolutely bonkers and racks up over 200 yards receiving and win basically wins the game for the Chiefs. Yeah, and, you know, as Brian Staley always says, like, the movie's different when he's not on the field. Everyone knows what he brings to the table. But the thing is about Derwin James is, yeah, you can rush Joey Bosa inside, right? Yeah, you can move J.C. Jackson into the slot if you want to. But nobody else has that positional flexibility. And the thing is, is I don't think the problem was last year that they didn't move him around enough. I think the problem was they had to kind of have it dictated to them where they were going to put him because he was kind of, instead of being the jack of all trades where you can move him around and really disguise him, it was like, yeah. hey, we need to plug this hole here. Derwin, plug this hole. We right. don't have this guy on the back end. We need you to stay back there. So it's like you want to be able to move him, but you don't want to have to do it out of necessity. No, that's for sure, and I think that's a, a large reason why the Chargers go out and they get a J.C. Jackson, and they and the, the Chargers draft a guy like a J.T. Woods, a, a, a safety that has a lot of range and a lot of ball skills that you know hopefully he's able to come in and improve his tackling and have somebody on the back end that you feel comfortable with to pair up with Nas while you have Derwin James close to the line. Because, I mean, you look at these comments, Daniel, it really just seems like Everyone appreciates Derwin James's ability when he's on the field, but they keep on saying when he's on the field. So uh, the injury thing is the biggest concern for him. It seems like if Derwin James goes out there and plays another season of 15, 16 games, I think that's probably going to change a lot of opinions. And, you know, those people that had him ranked, you know, ninth and then out, you know, out of the list, I think they're going to change their opinions very quickly. 
Yeah, and I mean, that's probably all he needs to really be, you know, to even move up higher on this list. But I think four is fine. Four means yeah. you're a great player. Four means you're an all-pro. And he's just so different from everybody else on this list, right? Which is just why he's so hard to compare to. And it seems like one thing that's holding everyone back is he just had another surgery this offseason on yeah. his shoulder, right? So it's just coming back from another thing. And will that take away from what makes Derwin so special, which is it partially the athleticism. And yeah, you can wonder about that, yeah. the explosiveness, 100%. But instinctually, he's great too. And those oh, yeah. things don't leave, right? And he does seem like the player that he'll be able to adapt to whatever the skill set is that he has and try yeah, he's to maximize got it. He's that. got it between the ears. He's just a, such such a smart player. And, you know, Brandon Staley has to find the best ways to use him, right? He wanted to sure. arm Derwin with these players like J.C. Jackson and Sebastian Joseph Day and Khalil Mack. He said as much. He said Derwin James is the quarterback of our defense. I'm trying to arm him with good players so on the back end he can get everyone lined up where they need to be and be closer to where the football is because yeah. when you have, you know, don't have as many blatant glaring holes, you can put Derwin James nearer to the action without needing him to kind of help everybody else out from where he is. And I'm just excited to see what he can do building off of what was last year, a comeback year. Now like release the Kraken, release the Derwin James, baby. hundred percent. And you can say whatever you want about coming back from another surgery. At least he's not playing with the shoulder injury that he was playing with all last year when he was putting together another borderline all pro, all pro season, season for the yeah. second time in four years. And he only played any games in three of those seasons. But every time he's there, he's a game-changing player, and he absolutely has the ability to be the number one safety in the league. And I think it's harder to say that about the Chargers edge rushers, but it's easy to say that they have the best duo to me in the entire NFL and one of the best, which is inarguable. And we're going to talk about Khalil Mack still getting the respect he deserves even after an injured season. And Joey Bosa, even though he never puts up the Gotti numbers, he is one of the – he's your favorite players – favorite player and we're going to talk about how that's going to help the Chargers defense in 2022 but I'm going to bet on Derwin James not only have another healthy season right but to be one of the best defenders in the entire NFL not just one of the best safeties but I place all my bets with betonline.net and if you guys want to get on the action you can still bet on football even though football season's not around I know you're missing it if you want to go find some futures you can do that you can bet on what the Chargers record's going to be if they're going to make the Super Bowl Brandon Staley, Coach of the Year, Justin Herbert, MVP, Joey Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year, all of that good stuff and much more. And not just to mention that it also makes all the other sports that aren't football way better as well. You got baseball going on. You got UFC fights basically every single weekend. You can go your favorite Vegas casino games to esports, whatever you're looking for. You can go to betonline.net and get live in-game betting and the best promotions in the business. So make sure you guys head to the website or use your mobile device today to check out the trends and the action at bet online where the game starts all right david well derwin james is tied for the highest positioning on this list but he's not the only defender that made the list and that's one of the things me and you were talking about before the show is like charge obviously had to get better defensively they needed premier players at those premium positions and they did that with a corner in jc jackson and an edge rusher in khalil mack but it's still Joey Bosa's team, and to me, Joey Bosa still deserves to be higher on the list, and he is, coming off of a really, really good season, led the entire NFL with seven forced fumbles. Another, his fourth double-digit sack season, which is a lot harder to do than many people, I think. think four it out is. of six seasons, by the way. Which is crazy, David, and he comes in at four on this list. The highest that he was ranked was two, the second-best head rusher, and we're still talking about a league that has, you know, Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, two guys who come ahead of him on this list. But 
the lowest ranking was nine. So it's like no matter where you look, David, everyone knows Joey Bosa, still one of the best in the game and still a guy who's 26 years old. 26 <laughs> years old, and he has 58 sacks in his NFL career. We are only at the beginning of the journey for Joey Bosa. And it seems like he's very, very focused too. I mean, he was just on Drew Tranquil's podcast. He was, man, I want to get all the guests that he gets on his show. And he was talking about how he's all about football. You know, he's com- completely focused on it. And I mean, you got, you got to think like, he's got to be so excited for this year because he's got Khalil Mack on the other yeah. side of him. And that's one of the things they brought up was, you know, his double team, his double team percentage is 23%. And we saw it a lot. We saw it a lot last year. I mean, they know if when you're playing the chargers and you're going up on defense, the one guy you absolutely cannot allow to wreck the game is Joey Bosa and Joey Bosa still makes plays from time to time. But I love the comments when they're talking about not the physical aspect, but the cerebral nature of Joey Bosa's game. The fact that he was setting up pass rush moves that he would use later on in the game. I think that's one thing we don't talk about with Joey Bosa very often. We talk about how incredibly gifted he is. We talk about the moves that he deploys, but we don't talk about how smart he is and how he's using his intelligence to be an even better pass rusher yeah and we talked about it on the ultimate chargers defense uh, team show right he's fourth on the list of franchise sacks right yeah. he's 26 and he's fourth and he should be third or i mean second he should be second after this season if he gets 12 sacks he's going all the way up to second in the history of the franchise third in the history of the franchise so like that's just nuts but it is with him always been the mental side that sets him apart. It's his yeah. technique with his hands. It's the way he can chain moves together and counter off of his moves. I mean, he's just a true technician and you pair that with one of the best motors that you're going to find in the league. That's how you get a top 10 edge rusher and a top five edge rusher, according to the executives and coaches around the league. I mean, everyone has respect for this dude. Tackles hate to play against this dude because at least if they just know you're a super strong dude, they know what to expect. Right. With Joey, you don't know what to expect because he is super strong, right? But he can also just put moves together to just leave you in the dust. And I think he got robbed on a few sacks last year as well. I he mean, did. he had a couple of terrible penalties that were called against him, but he is right there with the best guys in the league. And I mean, a good healthy season for him last year, especially after a couple of concussion scares the year before where, I mean, yeah. he was definitely in a tough spot to see him back thriving hundred percent, living up to the contract. He's a menace and everyone around the league knows it. And they still know it about Khalil Mack too, David, because Khalil yes. Mack still comes out on this list. He's still getting the respect that he deserves, but definitely slipping down the list at nine this year, the highest ranking. Some people still had him at five going into last year. He was fourth on this list, right? So like you were not very far away from, having, a, you know, two guys that were fourth and fifth last year on the same team he still comes in at nine. Yeah, Khalil Mack, obviously the big thing with Khalil Mack last year with the recency bias is, you know, he lost. He, he went out with 10 games because of the foot injury. He had surgery on the foot to repair that, and, you know, he missed most of the season. But when he was on the field, he was very, very productive. He got six sacks in seven games. And, you know, <laughs> even one of the evaluators was like, that's pretty damn good. Let's not forget about that. Uh, but yeah, Khalil Mack, I think if he is on the field, he is an absolute menace. He's a you know just a physical freak. And that's one another comment. They just talked about how physical he is. And I love his mentality too. Khalil Mack's mentality about getting bloody before you get your money. He's a guy that makes his money getting 
after the running game and stopping the running backs and, and hurting them and and then going on to getting doing the flashy stuff by getting the sacks. You know, he's just saying he's not afraid to do the dirty work so that he can set up his opportunities to get after the quarterback. So I love that mentality of for Khalil Mack. He's going to bring that physical nature and it's what he's going to do for Joey Bosa, Daniel. He's going to take yeah. some pressure and some double teams off of him. Pick your poison. Have fun. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's definitely not making money off stopping the run. He's making money off the the, the sacks and, and taking the quarterback to the ground. But he also understands for him to get into those situations, you have to put yourself in those situations yes, by getting the dirty work done on early downs. But there is still definitely some skepticism, right, though? Because yeah. it wasn't all roses in this, right? The last no. thing, part of it is, hey, he does bring major toughness, physicality, football guy, toughness, playmaking, but the detractors argue his 76 and a half sacks over eight seasons simply hasn't been good enough, though. Teams have always loved his potential and he's shown the ability to be great. It just hasn't always happened. And I mean, I watched his games from last season just when the Chargers made the trade. Like the dude absolutely still has it. Brandon Staley's betting on him. I'm going to bet on him as well. I mean, and I think the other thing, too, David, is obviously sacks are the flashy part of yeah. this, right? That's what you get paid for that's why sure. you know all of these dudes are getting the contracts that they're getting if they weren't yeah. if they didn't have the sack numbers it just wouldn't happen you'd be Jadavian Clowney right <laughs> right everyone right. agrees is good but like he's never getting that giant giant contract even with that though David I mean that's still like averaging 10 sacks a season over eight years right and he didn't even yeah. play in all those games so if Brandon Steele is betting on him I'm definitely betting on him I think he's going to be able to bounce back if he can stay healthy I mean there's just no stopping what these two dudes can do and how much better they should be playing with the best player they've ever played with. Well, it just with Khalil Mack, he seems very hungry. You know, he seems like a player that wants to go out there and prove to everybody that he's still Khalil Mack and he can still get it done. And people on this in, list are lucky it's out. anonymous because that's not the guy that you'd want to tell to his face. You know what? He just doesn't really quite have it. Like, yeah, he's going to use that for fuel for sure. And then he's he's going to be looking to tear the quarterback's heads off this this season. But he hasn't really had a player of the caliber of Joey Bosa on the other side of him. And that's why it's so exciting what these two guys are going to be able to do, to do together. Just imagine those guys pass rushing, not on the opposite side of each other, but sometimes next to each other. You know, yeah. moving Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa over a guard, <laughs> which is a gigantic mismatch we've seen many, uh-huh. many times. Yeah, scary hours are upcoming indeed. I can't wait to see what these guys are going to be able to do together because it's going to be magic. I'm really feeling like these both of these players are going to have one of the best years of their career because of that pressure being taken off of them. You can't double team them anymore. So it's going to be very, very scary for opposing offensive linemen. A hundred percent. And I think the thing is, too, that's really cool about this specific situation is like we're talking about these players, obviously, in a bubble. We're not talking about the yeah. scheme and things are going to be in like Brandon Staley's worked with Khalil Mack. He was his position coach, right? Like he knows how to use him. And now Brandon Staley has a full year of learning how to use Joey Bosa right yeah. so now he knows exactly what worked what didn't work and now they're building off that without having to go through and try to explain what the whole defense is I mean I think we talk about that a lot offensively with Justin Herbert and not nearly enough with the guy like Joey Bosa who voiced the struggles he had last season trying to get up to date and how much more and how much more of a responsibility that he was going to have in this defense now he's there Khalil yeah. Mack's been there before he's done yeah. it he knows the verbiage and now he gets both of those dudes knowing what all of their strengths are and having had, you know, hands on 
experience using them to their best ability because both of them have had two of their best seasons under head coach Brandon Staley. But the one thing he didn't have, right, and the only thing he had already was that real number one shadow corner that can just absolutely erase guys. And he has that now with J.C. Jackson, who comes in at five in a list of very, very talented cornerbacks around the NFL. And he absolutely deserves it. And Brandon Staley now has that piece to where he can actually potentially have the, one of the better defenses in the NFL if he's able to put it together. Because now they've taken all the different pieces, David, and they just have to hope that it comes together into a really, really good defense. But if you guys need any kind of parts for your car, there's one place to go, and it's rockauto.com. They know how to put the pieces together, and they can help you do it. So you can have one less headache when you're dealing with something going wrong with your car. At rockauto.com, you're cutting out the middleman. You don't need to go to the chain store. Talk to the guy at the counter and ask, have him ask you a bunch of questions you don't know the answers to, especially if you're like me and you don't know a ton about cars. It's a very emasculating experience at times, and it's just unnecessarily because they're, unnecessary because they're probably trying to give you the runaround to get you to order parts from their warehouse and have it get there in a certain amount of time and they're making money in the middle of it. You can go to a family owned business at rockauto.com who has the biggest inventory you're going to find. And it's literally as easy as going into the search bar, typing in the type of car that you have and a few easy clicks, you can find the part that you need and you can get it delivered directly to your house and you're going to get the best price. And that's what I love about rockauto.com. Since they're cutting out the middleman, they are able to give you the giant inventory that no chain auto parts store is going to be able to give you. And they're going to be able to give you the best price possible. So why spend 30, 50% more for parts when you can go to rockauto.com and get the parts there. So make sure you guys head to that website and see all the parts they have available for your car or truck. And right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, well, we are day five on COVID for me, and I've officially made it through both ad reads without having to cough through them, so I'll take that win. And the Chargers definitely here, got here. a win on these lists this year because they doubled the amount of players they had. Last year, Derwin James came in at nine for the safeties, and Joey Bose, I believe, came in at number three for the edge rushers. So they were both on the list, but now the Chargers have doubled the amount of stars. And the one guy they went out and prayed, played – paid a pretty penny for sure was jc jackson right <laughs> they gave him top of the line money but honestly less than we thought it was going yeah. to be first day of free agency Good deal 100 and that's the thing david is we've seen brandon staley since he's taken over right now this is two off seasons where he's trying to put the team together that he wants he doesn't yeah. want the anthony lynn team right he knows anthony lynn's team have plenty of good players and he likes those good players a lot but they didn't have the other players that he needed to make it work, right? The other miscellaneous pieces that you had to put together and frankly, just not enough star power on the defensive side, even with players that we know are great, like Derwin James and Joey Bosa. The Chargers defense needed much more, obviously, because they were like the third worst defense in the NFL last year. And they got that with J.C. Jackson, David. And he's just undeniable. That's really at this point what he is, right? Like the ball yeah. skills are there. You look up the metrics, the passer rating against all these things like are terrible. When quarterbacks target JC Jackson, bad things happen. And it shows on this list. He comes in at number five amongst all the executives and the coaches. JC Jackson is inevitable. No, mm -hmm. just, I'm sorry. I had to, uh, but I mean, it must be what it feels like for opposing quarterbacks because over the last two seasons, He's racked up 17 interceptions. And last year, there, there was only one guy in the league that had more interceptions than he did. And he plays for the Cowboys. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, JC Jackson's an absolutely phenomenal football player and the chargers have not had a lot of players that have the amount of takeaways that he has and the pedigree of takeaways and just his ability to shut down opposing number one wide receivers. JC Jackson has that ability. He has showcased that ability year in and year out. And also he's a, an extremely durable player. He does not miss time. He is out there and he is making plays for his team. Yeah. And I mean, just having interceptions isn't enough to be considered a really good corner, right? Especially on this list, which is a who's who, because above oh, him yeah. is Jalen Ramsey, Marshawn Lattimore, Jair Alexander, Xavier Howard. That's it. I mean, those are all, I mean, JC, Xavier Howard, like I think has the second most interceptions behind JC Jackson, or maybe is a little ahead of him, but like both of those dudes are premier guys, but Trayvon Diggs, the Cowboys player you're mentioning, like he had 11 interceptions. He's 10th on this list. Yeah. And barely made it on this list. So it's much more, than just being able to take the football away. But I did like what they were saying about it because they were basically saying that a lot of corners, what they said is a lot of corners can track the football, but not many can catch the flash of a football. Basically what he's saying is he's the guy that's turning in, you know, turning regular pass breakups into interceptions because he's so quick at being able to find the ball. He, and he just has the uncanny ability to catch it because I mean, as we've seen David over the years, I mean, just because you're in the best position to catch the ball doesn't mean you're going to do it. JC Jackson, I mean, he catches everything. Like he is a wide receiver basically <laughs> yeah. out there and he is turning those pass breakups in interceptions, but it does go so much deeper than just the interceptions. It's the fact that he follows your best receiver around. Nobody else shadowed anyone more than JC Jackson shadowed the opposing team's best receiver last year. He's the number one shadow player in the league. And for Brandon Staley, a guy who can who cares so much about the secondary, right? And cares so much yeah. about cornerbacks and values cornerbacks so much on his defense where he used Jalen Ramsey and put him out in an island so he can create the best defense in the league. That's such an important thing to have. I mean, it's such a luxury to have too. I mean, look around the league. Look they how many needed it teams. though, right? I mean, it, Absolutely it's, a luxury. it's it. a luxury, but like for Brian Sealy to try to get to the lofty hopes I think he has for this defense, like they couldn't have anything less than finding that one shutdown guy. I think they need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess a luxury wasn't the right word. It, it's something that, that's that's kind of required. If you want to be one of those top defenses, it's a requirement to have a guy who is a shutdown corner. You look at the best defenses in the league, and they have shutdown corners, shutdown defenders. Guys, when we were trying trust. to talk ourselves last year into Michael Davis being CB one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's crazy to think because he legit might be CB four right now. Like that's just crazy. Yeah, but I mean, and it just upgrades that room immediately when you when you got that true premium number one guy, you're allow you're you know, allows you to slot these other players into probably more suitable positions like you got a Asante Samuel Jr. last year was, you know, your number one corner for the Chargers. And now he gets to be your number two corner and you allow JC Jackson to take those number one assignments and you feel very, very good about what he's going to be able to do. And just that mix, that combination of JC Jackson's ball skills and the fact that Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are going to be screaming after quarterbacks. I think there's going to be a lot more rush throws that you're going to see and some interceptions that JC Jackson is going to be bringing back. Yeah, and I think, you know, he's a pretty good run defender as well, which is an underrated probably part of his game. Definitely had some tackling issues last year. But obviously the upside here is worth any kind of downside. And, and this is another one where, like, someone had J.C. Jackson outside of the top ten. It's still crazy. And 
I don't know what the argument would be there. Not as crazy as Derwin James, just because corners, there's so many of them, right? Cause yeah. it's like, this is all the best slot corners and regular corners. And there's three corners on the field on most plays. So there's a ton of corners out there, but his highest ranking is two, right? So that yeah. just shows you like how much parody there kind of is amongst cornerbacks. Tredavious White didn't make this list. Like that's how hard this list is to get on. But for JC Jackson specifically, I think the big thing is just, okay, well, he's coming from the Patriots defense. And the thing that makes me feel much better about that situation. And I've heard all the things like, oh, well, he's not playing with Bill Belichick. So he's going to figure <laughs> out how to play football, right? And I'm sure yeah. people, they told Kyle Van Noy the same thing and yeah. all the other players who come from that defensive factory. And when you look at the numbers, it's pretty true. You don't do what you do with Bill Belichick sometimes when you move on. And Bill Belichick lets these guys go because he can find cheaper dudes to do it with, right? It's a tale yep. as old as time. Yep. But the thing he's really good at is man-to-man coverage. And that's just something you can't, you can't fake. Yeah, you can't you, teach it. Yeah. You can't you can teach it, but you can't fake it. You can't yeah. you, you're not just born good at it, obviously, but you have to obviously have a certain skill set, which he does. He can run with guys, right? He has mm-hmm. the ball skills down there and he can be physical. He's not just gonna get little boy by nobody, right? Like nobody's yeah. just gonna be like, Okay, hey, you're down here. You well, know, he has the I'm attitude too. He has the swagger, you know, that you want from a number one corner. You know, he has that body language, like, I'm gonna lock you up. And the numbers 100%. speak that, you know, in, in volume. His name's Mr. INT, if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, when you're allowing, you know, a, a reception percentage of under 50% for your career, yeah. I mean, you are an extremely dominant player at a position where you're trying to limit failure as much as possible. Mr. INT does it better than pretty much, you know, a lot of people at that position. And the Chargers just didn't make enough plays on the football. And now no. you're getting the dude who literally made the most plays on the football last season. More than Trayvon Diggs, even with his 11 interceptions, right? Jackson had 23 passes defense last season. First place in the entire That's NFL. Wild. You need to make plays on the football. He didn't have enough turnovers. You got the guy who's the best at turning the ball over on a consistent yeah. basis year after year. And once again, what he does is man-to-man coverage, and he does it exceptionally well. It also means the other guys are going to get targeted a lot more, right? Because sure. if you're a quarterback, you're probably not going to, even if it's your favorite receiver, it's going to always be a little bittersweet to throw at J.C. Jackson. Throwing at Michael Davis or throwing at Asante Samuel Jr. is only going to look that much better. And you're yeah. only as strong as your weakest link. So, like, this is great. The Chargers needed it. The other yeah. guys are going to get more help because this guy's on the field and can do yeah. so many things by himself. The other guys still have to step up, right? Definitely. Because as we saw last year, two superstars on defense wasn't good enough to have a good defense. Four is a much bigger step in that direction, but it is those other guys that make me feel so much better about this defense, right? So Bryce Callahan's, the Kyle Van Noy's, the Sebastian Joseph Days, Austin Johnson's. It's those guys that filling in the, the cracks, right? That's how you create a complete defense, and that's what's so exciting. But guys like J.C. Jackson, guys like Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Khalil Mack, those are the guys that's like, oh, shoot, like if those guys really all play up to their potential, now you're not talking about, okay, they are turning the defense around. It's not terrible anymore. Now it's like you have a chance to be a really good, really scary defense to go along with your quarterback being Justin Herbert. So that that's what's so exciting about it, and they are doing an offensive list that we will get into as well because we know Justin Herbert's making the top ten. Corey Lindsley already made the top ten, and we'll see where Rashawn Slater ends up because he definitely should not be disrespected on a list like this either but thank you guys so much for checking out the show today and appreciate you guys always coming through with that support and make sure to never miss the show by subscribing to our locked on chargers youtube channel and also following the show on all platforms for free every day whether it's spotify whether it's apple Podcasts, wherever you get the show 
You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast and make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well. Me also post the show each day from our personal Twitter accounts. You can find David's at DrewTalkSD and mine at DanTalkSports. And we also have it on all of our social media. So you can also find it on our show's Twitter account at LockedOnLAC and also on our at LockedOnChargers Instagram page and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to call into the show, you can still do that as well. And you can call into 323-524-7924 to get your voicemail played on the show when we get into our fan mail Fridays. But thank you guys again for making us your first listen today. If you guys need a second listen, you can always check out the Locked On NFL show, especially during the offseason when there's not as much stuff to talk about. Keeping up with the rest of the league is always great, and you get the best experts from around the network to bring you that show every day wherever you get your podcast from. But we will be back with you guys. Same off-season schedule for this week, three shows this week, and then we're ramping it back up next time. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.